Welcome back. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Rain Clements, welcome to Wellish. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited because you are a listener of the podcast. Yes. And that's how we found each other. That's so cool. How... Tell me about you. Like, how did you stumble upon that? What are you like a self-improvement type of person? What's the deal there? Give me the lowdown. I was honestly feeling like a little down, a little low. And I was like, well, you know what? Motivation, something to bring me up. I was on Spotify, just like looking up like self-improvement stuff, found your podcast and fell in love with it. I started binging it and just <laughs> listening to everything. And I just loved it. That's awesome. That's so cool. So and you're so you're in school, right? Yes, I'm in college. You are in college. How old are you? Do you feel mind me asking? Yes. 21? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right, same deal. So what are you in school for? Marketing. Oh, okay. So you are kind of doing something down the social media path. Is that what you want to do in the future, like after you graduate? So I hope to just keep doing what I'm doing right now with social media. But with my marketing classes and stuff, I have like social media marketing classes. And I actually learn a lot in school that like helps me with yeah. what I'm doing. So For sure. That's what I went to school for digital media with an emphasis in journalism. So same deal. Perfect, that it's yeah. like you, you go to school and it's, I don't know, like sometimes it irritates me because I feel like that I really need to like go to school and spend the money to do all of that to be able to just create it online. But I think it definitely gives you that edge and almost like helps with longevity, if that makes sense. Like when we're old and crusty and like maybe like we won't be able to continue to post things online. <laughs> At least we have a degree under our belt. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I'm like, am I actually like doing anything with my degree but mm -hmm. I feel like honestly I went to college because I was told you have to go to college mm -hmm. like I didn't feel like I had another option yeah. so now I'm just kind of like I guess I'll stick with it I guess yeah for sure I feel like that's how I was too that it was like just the next step it's like you feel like you're just following this like path and that everybody else created for you yeah exactly so I guess like it's I'm definitely I don't regret it in any way but I definitely am more aware of it now in my like quote-unquote adult life that yeah. like trying to not follow those patterns but it can be so easy so easy to fall into them because there's so many times that I'm doing this and I'm kind of like should I just get like a normal journalism job and like work for somebody else but that's not necessarily what I want to do so I hear you so what made you want to start social media so basically all my friends and I just like posted videos on TikTok just for fun. Mm -hmm. Like I've had a TikTok account for literally forever back when it was musically. I don't know if you oh, know what really? that was. Oh, really? Yeah. And we would just post like stupid stuff with your friends. Mm -hmm. And one day I was like, I want to be TikTok famous. Hell Did yeah. I think it would ever <laughs> actually happen? Probably not. But I was like, oh, that would be fun. You know, like mm -hmm. I think everybody wants to be famous when you're a kid. Yeah. So I literally just started posting. I made a whole new account and I like hit oh, it from really? everybody because I was like, oh, this is kind of cringy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want them to like see me posting, but I thought it would be cool to just get followers and I actually started getting them. So I was like, okay. So did cool. you start off? So if you don't know Rain's content, anybody who's listening, she eats her heart out online <laughs> and it's so impressive and I don't understand where it goes or how you do that because I like I'm I, so I'm really into fitness I try to eat and I just like it's like my biggest issue when it comes to like health and wellness is being able to like put food down so how did you get onto like that niched topic so I feel like niches they're like a very like big thing with social media but mm -hmm. like for me I don't like that so okay. when I first started with TikTok I wasn't doing what I'm doing now at all okay I've had many different niches 
And it's really hard with TikTok specifically to like branch out from your niche because once you get stuck in something, that's like all anybody wants. Mm -hmm. And that's like a big issue that you have when you want to post different things. Mm -hmm. But like when I first started TikTok, I was making like little cringy dancing videos. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) And then I had like this time where me and my boyfriend would make like little like comedy skits together. I would Mm -hmm. do like funny videos. One day I posted like a what I eat video at like Olive Garden and it did really well. So I started doing more of that. Mm-hmm. But really, I just kind of post whatever I want. I do fitness and stuff, too. It's just cool. whatever I'm feeling at the time. I almost feel like that is what makes somebody who's successful so successful because it's genuine. That it's like you're just like documenting what's happening in your life and you can almost like feel that through the screen in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is that kind of what you credit it to like how long did it take you to to build the following that you have now I started when I made my new account it was like during COVID time so like three years ago but I feel like the big thing is just like something that you're passionate about and having fun with because if you don't Mm -hmm. like what you're doing you're not going to enjoy it and it's not going to be good like that Mm -hmm. which is why the whole like niche thing like I don't want to be stuck in like a box to where I have to do just one thing like if I'm going to do social media I want to enjoy what I'm posting and what I'm doing So that's why I've like worked so hard to just be able to post whatever I want. For sure. What did your growth look like? Was it like a video did well and all of a sudden you got a bunch of followers? Is it consistency? I don't want to use the word journey. (laughs) Like what did that look like for you? When I first started posting, it was kind of like a slow start. Like you slowly build up. Mm -hmm. And then one day it started going like actually crazy. Like I was at this point where I'd gain like 50,000 followers a day. And it was going like really, really fast. And then it really died down for a while. It was very stagnant and slow. And then it just started like now it's more like casual, like a nice little progressive growth. But Mm -hmm. what does that ever take a like a mental hit on you when you start to see it slow down? Do you ever feel like, what the fuck? What am I doing wrong? Yes. <laughs> and I feel like it's so stupid to talk about because like yeah. people are like, oh, like you're sad you weren't getting a lot of views. But it, it really does. Like for content creators, it really does affect mm-hmm. the way that you feel. You feel like you're not good enough. You're putting all this yeah. work and effort into videos and nothing's happening. It really like does affect you. And mm-hmm. it's silly. It's stupid. But I don't think so, though. And like maybe that's me saying it because... I'm in the same boat as you, and I agree, but I I feel like any time that somebody puts a lot of work into something, and then, like, right, it's like you feel not good enough, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I just fucking wasted my time on that then, cool. That definitely, that, like, takes a, like, a little bit of a mental hit on you. What do you do to, like, kind of pick yourself back up? You just keep going, or what does that look like for you? I think especially with social media, you have to be consistent. So it's like, even if my videos are doing bad, you still have to force yourself to Mm -hmm. keep posting or it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So even when you don't feel like it, when you feel discouraged, just keep posting and keep posting. And eventually it will. It ebbs and flows. It goes ups and down. And eventually you'll get back up there. But during the hard times, the lows, it is hard. For sure. Has becoming this mid-level TikToker had any impact on your perception of yourself? I think definitely it is hard, you know, people write mean comments and stuff and Mm -hmm. it does affect you in a way. But I feel like me personally, I try not to let random strangers who I don't know have that much of like an effect on me personally. But it does get to you sometimes. We're all human. Yeah, right. Do you when that happens, are you good at being like, no, I don't care what these people think? Or does it like freak you out for a little while? I asked because like the first time I had a video blow up, I was like I there was like half mean comments, half positive comments and I remember just looking at them being and I am good at like not looking at the comments because (laughs) I know that I'm a person who takes people's opinions too freaking seriously and so but still I mean 
by default, I would see them. And I remember I actually got off TikTok for a while, which probably hurt my score, not scores, but you know what I mean, my engagement. Thank you. Yes. And it's just like, because I just let my anxiety get the best of me. So do you, how, what do you do to kind of cope with those negativities that come with social media? It's so bad, but I do read my comments and I read every single one of them. I'm like a control freak. I have to know what people are saying. I can't not know, but like whenever I see comments that I like mean and stuff, I, the big thing that I want to do is I want to like defend myself. I want to comment back to them. I want to be like, you're wrong. You're stupid. But I'm like, you can't do that. But that's my big thing because if somebody's like misunderstanding me or like they're coming at me in a way that like. I don't think they should be. I want to defend myself and say something. And that's the hard part for me. I don't really care what some random stranger around the world hiding behind their phone is saying about me, Mm -hmm. but I want to like go back at them, but then I can't. So it's frustrating. I can picture that too. Cause you seem just based on your energy, like a person that isn't going to let people like fuck with you. Like if somebody on the street came up to you and said (laughs) that nasty comment, you, I get the vibe that you would stand up for yourself. Yeah. And so like, it feels like the same thing. Like when it's online, you're like, screw you. Like, I want you to know that that's not who I am. Prove that, you know, this was the point I was trying to make, not whatever your perception of it was. And it's almost like uh, taking a hit on your character when they act that way. So I, I for sure, I get that, why you would want to be defensive. And nobody's nobody's always going to love you. You're going to have your haters. So you have to like, like I could focus on the few people that like hate my content and stuff or I could focus on the people that love it, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. Do you, so do you have any real life people that like ever have given you a hard time? Because you had mentioned how you created the account in hopes that people wouldn't necessarily see it. I'm sure that's not as much of a fear for you now since it's been something you've been doing for a little while. But do you have anybody in real life that's ever been like, Rain, what are you doing? (laughs) Nobody has ever said anything to my face about it, but I know people probably do talk about me behind my back, Mm -hmm. which I saw this thing and it was like, when you're going to be successful, you have to be a little bit cringy. And I agree with that. I think that is true. I think you have to do things that people might look at and think that, oh, this is cringy. Like, why is she doing that? Why is she making TikToks? Why does she have a podcast? You Mm -hmm. know, people aren't going to understand it, which is why in the beginning, I didn't want anybody to see my account. But like now I'm to the point where it's like, I've made a career off of it. Like I'm successful. So it's like, if you think it's cringy, that's fine. that's your like, problem yeah and you I have... say that but I do care actually people <laughs> are. <laughs> well and you do like you say you have 500,000 people plus that are interested in what you're doing and want to see what you're doing so screw the people that you know have something bad to say plus if they're not saying it to your face it's like it didn't even happen you don't even know <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people in my personal life that like would say anything mm-hmm. or like do talk about me I do feel like it's like jealousy in a sense because I know that like they make videos too like they want to have like followers too so it's like mm-hmm. yeah for sure I I think that and even if it's not necessarily I mean I'm sure people do want the same following because that's just kind of like how the world is now but I feel like the jealousy can also come from a place of they don't necessarily know what they're doing with themselves. They don't feel solid in how their life is playing out. And this is totally relative. I mean, who knows if that's actually the reason, but I just feel like the jealousy, it always comes back to who they are as a person and like how confident they're feeling in their own path. And I mean, if there are people that aren't sure where they're at or aren't happy with where they're at, then obviously, you know, turning around on somebody who's obviously having a good time, 
online and making money off of it and being successful off of it i can definitely picture them being like screw you dude <laughs> maybe they just think i'm super cringy and it doesn't have nothing to do with them but i'm gonna, yeah, pre- right. I'm gonna pretend <laughs> it's all of them yeah exactly there maybe you go. i am the problem but <laughs> <laughs> there you go exactly do you have a goal that you're trying to achieve with your platform or are you just kind of cruising right now I'm just kind of cruising right now. My big goal in the beginning was I wanted to be able to do it full time where that could be my full time job. And that's what I'm doing now. So I just want to keep like longevity with it. Keep posting, keep growing and just more opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Are you looking more for like entertainment or is there any sort of like message that you try to spread through your platforms on any of them, not just TikTok? I don't have like a specific message that I'm trying to convey, but just like people like giving them joy. Like, you know, like if I can help somebody like have a little bit more joy in their day, a smile, whatever, like I get DMs and stuff like, oh, your video made me so happy or like gave me enjoyment. I just love that. Just helping people any amount of happiness, just smiling. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So we talked about you getting negative feedback. Can you walk me through some of the, even if it's not relative to social media, do you ever feel yourself I don't want to like dig through your garbage can I don't know a fucking good way to put that but like I don't want to like do you have any common emotions that you typically feel like when it comes to like your mentality like I know if you've listened obviously you have to Wellish like I talk about like me and my issues with like perfectionism or people pleasing or anything like that do you have anything that you think you could work on or be better about so me personally as much as like I put off like a persona like I don't really care what people think about me on the Mm. inside I really do like I really care a lot about how other people perceive me for some reason and so especially with social media but just people in general like I want them to think highly of me and to think well of me Mm -hmm. even though it shouldn't matter you know especially what Sarah in New Orleans thinks about me over her phone I shouldn't care about that she sounds like a pretty cool bitch (laughs) (laughs) but just in general like even if I'm like recording and stuff in public I'm like oh what are these people thinking of me or just whatever I do in my life I'm constantly worried about what other people are thinking of me and I really Mm -hmm. need to work on that but I feel like I'm doing better with it do you think that that's why you are so involved in social media do you think that plays any like dual factor there or no you think they're two totally separate I think in the beginning it was separate it wasn't necessarily a correlated thing but I feel like now I'd like to challenge myself and I like to like like putting myself on social media makes me more out there to get people's perception of me Mm -hmm. and while it's hard it does challenge me and helps me to grow and not care as much That's how I feel. I relate to that because I feel like if I am putting myself in situations that other people can judge me and choosing to not allow it to affect me, it definitely, I think, has helped me in a way that I thought would completely not help me. I thought that it would be like, oh, my God, now everybody's going to come after me. It's cringy. They're going to rip me Mm -hmm. apart, all of these kinds of things. But being able to, like, put yourself in the situations that scare you and, like you say, being able to challenge yourself, I think that's a really good quality to have because it'll take you pretty far you just hit 10,000 followers on YouTube right not that long ago yes that's freaking awesome (laughs) thank you are you getting a plaque isn't that a plaque no 100,000 is a plaque damn it I thought it was 10 I was like (laughs) 10 more to go (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so what do you credit that success to or just overall your social media success I mean let's talk about it you have what 500,000 followers on TikTok 10,000 on YouTube, 11,000 on Instagram. Can you tell I've stalked you? <laughs> thank <laughs> I, you. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> what, what do you credit that to? 
I really don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> That's I awesome. don't because like, I'm just some random person making random videos. Like I'm not that interesting. There's nothing like special, crazy cool about me. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe like right person, right time. Like I started posting and people related to it. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but they did. I think that it's a blessing and I love it, but I don't think necessarily I've done anything to like myself mm-hmm. to make it happen. I think I've just been myself on the internet. People like it, I suppose. And Interesting. I'm glad they do, but yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's like a fate thing like that. It's like some people it's for them and some people it might not necessarily be. What is your standpoint on action versus fate or like letting fate take its course? Me personally, I'm very into faith myself. I am a Christian and I accredit mm-hmm. a lot of that to God and stuff like that. I feel like me personally, I think fate, like that is everything. You can do actions, but I think ultimately like what's meant to happen is going to happen. You can do things to help it and to hurt it. But I think ultimately what's meant to happen is going to happen. And like people are meant to be famous. I'm not, I'm not meant to have followers to be the spotlight. It's not me personally. It has happened that way and I love it, but I don't think it was meant to be in a sense of like, like, did you see that TikTok and it was like Kim Kardashian and her family and they were like, Courtney and Kylie were like, we weren't built to be in the spotlight. And Kim was like, well, I was. Mm-hmm. Some people have it and some people don't. Yes. I don't. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I think that's interesting that you say that, but still have been able to amass such a following because, right, like Kim for sure, she always talks about how like that was her intention. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do everything possible and taking those action steps in order to make that happen. Now, that's kind of where my question comes from is it's like, is it so much from action and intention but I agree with you that I think that it's a little bit of both I think that as you know life plays out things happen to you you have to make the choice to take action on those fate things but it sounds like you have a pretty good idea of who you are is that true yeah Yeah. I think so I think with social media I just had like a really like good situation fall into my lap Mm -hmm. and although it was like challenging for me and kind of different than what I thought I would be doing I saw like it was too good to be true like I picked it up and I like took it to the full advantage of it yeah which I'm glad I did but yeah (laughs) you remind me of one of those people that like you're like in school and you're not listening in class at all and then suddenly you're the asshole that has the A on the test and I'm like I just studied for like three days how did you get that I don't understand that's That's low-key right (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome did you so I want to know more about your content that you're doing right now so with the food so tell me tell me about that like where does that come from like why are you why the food how do like literally how do you do that I just I have to know is there a way that you do it or is that just how much you typically eat it's always been like a secret talent of mine like when I'm really hungry I can eat and I can eat like my family my friends they've always just been like you're like a black hole in your stomach you are like a black hole look you have toned arms (laughs) I literally work my ass off to try to have anything like that and I can't get it I'm so impressed but I don't eat like that all the time like okay I'm not like that Nick avocado guy like if I (laughs) ate like that every single day yes I would be a lot bigger I don't I do that for the videos you know okay Okay. I don't always eat like that yeah (laughs) so like if you go to get fast food do you normally get all of that food and that's just like yeah it's like I can eat that much and when I know that I want to make a video I will go and eat that much Mm -hmm. on a normal day I'm not going to go to McDonald's and get two Big Macs four McChickens 20 McNuggets and eat it all so impressive I would die like the next day like eating that every single day but I can like I have the ability to eat a bunch of food I don't always choose to because it's not the most healthy but when I need to, when I want to. So that's actually my question. So what do you, what would be like a typical, what is your health 
regimen with food. I'm very much into eating what I want to eat. I've always had a really good relationship with food, thankfully, to where, like, if I'm hungry and I want something to eat, if I want a Big Mac, I'm going to go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Hell yeah. I think that it's important to fuel your body, and if you're hungry, if you're craving something, you shouldn't always, like, I get being healthy, but you shouldn't deprive yourself of something that you really want because you want to be skinny or too many calories or this and that, Mm -hmm. which is what I like to prioritize, just listening to my body and what I want. For sure. That's such a cool mentality because that's something that, like I said, I've been into fitness, and it's something I've definitely struggled with, like, trying to, I was never a person that got into, like, diet fads. Like, I've always had the same mentality as you, that, like, I should be able to eat what I want and figure out a way to eat sustainably instead of like jumping on these like diets that last five seconds and then you fall off because you're craving stuff and it just doesn't play out. But I think that I definitely have built up some sort of mental barrier when it comes to food. So I think that that's awesome that you have such, it sounds like a healthy relationship with it. Do you work out? Do you do anything like that? Yes, I work out. I love working out. I work out like four to five times a week and it just, it makes my body feel good and it makes me feel good mentally too to work out. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. A lot of people hate going to the gym. They hate like all the physical effort, but I feel like if you get into a routine with it, the consistency, mm-hmm. once you do it for a while, you like fall in love with it. The way it makes you feel like physically and mentally is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the same thing, going back to the food, I think the same thing there that like I, have you ever heard of 75 Hard? Yes. Okay, so I did 75 hard, and I was like, (laughs) I was so impressed with the result of that mentally. Like, I didn't expect that. I didn't really honestly have much change physically. I mean, a little bit, but nothing significant at all. It was 100% mental because I was, I didn't, I don't know why I never made the connection that, like, drinking water and eating the right food would, like, make my brain work better obviously because you're actually giving it the nutrients that it needs so I for sure I agree with you that it definitely helps mentally do you have any other practices that you do for your mental health I really like journaling Mm. I feel like it's good to like get your feelings out there I don't have like a physical journal I literally like type like on my phone like have a little like journal app I love that I I feel like it's good to just like get your emotions out there whether it's writing it saying it out loud just getting it out of your head yes oh my god yeah 100% I like that you have the it on your phone because I like I don't know I like try to do it in the journal because I like the journal like I like physically writing but the phone I do the same thing because it's like my notes app is like outrageously insane how many things I have in there but because it's like you always have it you know what I mean like you're Mm -hmm. always gonna have the journal and then suddenly you're like upset about something out in public and what do you type it yourself exactly suddenly you're texting nobody knows (laughs) (laughs) and just get it out of your head like you said cool what is a piece of self-improvement advice that you don't necessarily agree with what are the main things people talk about when they're like self-improvement? I feel like there's a lot of talk around self-improvement seeming so simple. I feel like that's a big reason for starting Wellish is that I felt every time I was like upset about something or looking into something that everything seemed so cut and dry and there is no room for these normal emotions that we all have. So I guess like when it comes to self-improvement and things that people typically talk about is just like this quick fix that would be like an example that I don't necessarily agree with it's like point a to point z instead of like b c d e f and so on like in taking these like 
progression steps. Well, I see self-improvement not as something that like you're going to reach. I don't think nobody is ever going to be completely Mm self-improved. Like it's not like this destination and once you get here, you're going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be things that you have to work towards to get better. If you get one thing, there's going to be something else that comes up, you know, and I think it's important to not like hold yourself to have to be this perfect person. Yeah. As long as you're working through your issues, you're going to keep having them. But as long as you just keep going and moving forward, that's good enough. You don't have to be this perfect version and have no issues. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, as you know, like that's totally my right up my alley. Because it's like I I had that image in my head for so long that it was like, okay, one day I'm going to be the greatest thing ever. And like it's so much pressure. Yeah. And you'll never Uh, get there. So true. So true. I've never even thought of it like that. Yeah, it's way too much pressure. So are you a person that's hard on yourself or not really? I feel like I am hard on myself, Mm -hmm. but I feel like me mentally, I don't take it to heart. Like whenever Mm. I'm thinking things to myself, like I know that I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. And while it's not like a completely linear thing, I'm going to have issues up and down. I'm just hard on myself because I know I want to succeed in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I use it to motivate me instead of getting me down whenever I'm not achieving what I want. Have you always been like that? Yes. That's cool. That's awesome. That's a really good thing to have because I do not relate to that. (laughs) It's not like you're ripping yourself apart just for fun or because you deserve it or because, you know, there's a reason that you should feel bad about yourself. It is because you're trying to do better. It's just figuring out the best way to coach yourself. (laughs) It takes time. Yeah, absolutely. What is something you do for your own self-work that you think might be different than what other people do? So I have really bad anxiety. So like a really bad point where I'm always stressing about things and my head is always going crazy. But with that, I know that it's not good. I know that I don't want it to stay like that. So I do things to force myself to get out of my comfort zone, to be in situations that make me anxious, Mm. to make myself become more okay with it. So like... I'm sorry. You put yourself uh, in situations to make yourself anxious? Yes, because if you're more anxious hell all the yeah. time and get through it, then you realize it's not that big of a deal. Wow, hell yeah. Which That's it doesn't so work true. like that for everybody, but for me, it does help me to feel better and to be less anxious. Completely, completely. I love that mentality. Oh my <laughs> God, I'm like so mind blown right now because like, con- like same, like I, I don't know how I never made the connection because I've definitely talked about that with self-trust, that it's like you have to put yourself into the situations mm-hmm. to realize that it's not that big of a deal. You'll be able to be okay. You'll get through it. Duh. With anxiety. I'm so excited Like about me it. coming here today, I was so nervous. But instead really? of not coming, I was like, let's come. Let's do something that makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. And the next time I go on a podcast or something, it's not going to be that hard for me. Right. Exactly. That, I mean, I'm going to take that with me forever because what a good um, way to look at it instead. It, it gives a way to look at it in a way of doing it for a reason. Instead of just spiraling in your head out of control. Like if you can say like, okay, I am anxious and this is my opportunity to combat that, to work with it, to be in these situations that make me feel like that so that I can mitigate it in the future. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Like in my head, my anxiety is a really big deal. And I feel like you have two issues. You can let it control you or you can control it. And I want to control it. I don't want to let it have control over me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Have you always struggled with anxiety or is it a later in life thing? Later in life thing. Me too. Me too. Big when time. I was younger, I did not care. Me too. I don't know, I don't what, know what happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just get older and suddenly you care what everybody thinks. Yes. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you mind me asking, what do you typically find yourself ruminating about? 
literally anything like what people think about me that's a really big thing Mm -hmm. but I just imagine like the worst case scenario for everything yeah like I'm like she's probably thinking that she hates my guts right now or (laughs) just like anything a stranger in public like what they're thinking of me when they're probably not even thinking about me at all or Mm -hmm. just like any like minor thing that happens too, I just completely like elevate it in my head and make it like like everybody in my head my family they're always like dying my friends are like like something's going wrong like, yeah completely always. I have a friend that's like that every time her family calls her she's like who's dead and they're like Literally. you need to relax <laughs> if someone like doesn't answer my call I'm like oh my god like, yeah what's right. going on <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong I'm not so much that way but I do definitely relate to the you know caring what people think about you and seeing them on the street something that my mom actually told me when I was growing up I would be afraid about other people's opinions and she gave me the reference of that everybody and now and you know what's funny about this is that now this is such like a mainstream way of looking at it but it wasn't a thing when she told me was that everybody is the main character in their own movie and everybody else is just the extra mm-hmm. and I have told people that and they, I feel like they get a little butt hurt sometimes because <laughs> I like say that other people are just extras but it's not about like I dim- the same thing yeah <laughs> like diminishing like other people's part in your life it's just like that everybody views themselves as that person and nobody's paying as much attention to you as you think that they are because like you're so worried about yourself I'm also so worried about myself everyone is so worried about themselves that they can't be that worried about you yeah exactly I don't have the capacity to be worried about you yeah I'm worried about myself too much (laughs) right exactly and that almost kind of brings me back to the people that we were talking about that might be like hyper focused on you and like making fun of you or saying stuff behind your back not you specifically but in general maybe they I don't know don't have something going on for them or maybe they're you know they're lacking in some sort of area that I don't know it's like that's kind of what's highlighting it and again it has nothing to do with you I like what you said though maybe it does 100% everything to do with (laughs) me but I won't blame you (laughs) but if you have so much time with yourself that you can focus on somebody else and what they're doing like do something for yourself like you could be making more money, getting more success, becoming yeah. smarter, read a book, Right, anything. focusing that energy somewhere else. Or even, again, bringing it back to the anxiety, like looking at it in a negative sense instead of flipping it how you are and putting yourself into these challenging situations and spending all of this mental capacity on something that's not at all benefiting you when you could totally turn around and use that energy to benefit you. Like you say, grow a business, do something different, improve yourself in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I mean, I say that, but, like, me and my friends, we love to talk shit. So, I mean, I'm not, like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm not that different from it, but... (laughs) No, I hear you, for sure. I get what you're trying to say, though. What is a toxic trait that you can proudly say you've overcome? Negative thinking. I feel like I used to be a very negative thinker. Now I'm the most positive, most optimistic person in the world. Mm. Like, my mindset... I'm, like, that friend, like... You tell me what's going on. I'm like, okay, but like, it'll be okay. And there's this on the bright side and this and that. Like, I'm so positive. And I think that's really good because your mindset really affects so much about yourself and others too. Like, other people's mindset, if you have a negative mindset and you're around me all the time, I'm going to feel negative too. Yeah. So I didn't want to be like a negative person for people. I wanted to be positive and uplifting to people. For sure. I love that. What do you think made that? change for you was it intentional or was it just over time what does that look like I think it was definitely intentional because I just noticed the people around me like I was surrounded by negative people and when you're surrounded by negative people it affects you and makes you negative so you have to prioritize like surrounding yourself with good positive uplifting people because it makes you who you are too like in a sense you can say like you can be around bad people and still be good but it does have an effect on you Mm -hmm. what would you say to somebody that was in a negative 
friend group or surrounded by negative people, what do you do to kind of start taking the steps to get yourself out of that situation? I think if you notice that you're surrounded by a bunch of negative people, you are seeing the bad side of it. So like if you're having a good time in the friendship and in the group, you're not really going to notice that big bad thing about it. So if Mm -hmm. you're already to the point where you're seeing the negatives of it, it's showing you that you shouldn't be around those people. And so whether you're in high school, college, out in the real adult world, there's millions of friends to have and to make. And it's just, you want to prioritize yourself. So staying in these bad friendships, what is that doing for you? Is mm-hmm. that helping you or is it hurting you? Right. Do you want to be in a situation that's hurting you or do you want to go out, challenge yourself, meet some new people and be in a better situation? Right. Absolutely. What would you say to somebody that felt um, like if they were to do that, they would be alone? I get that in a sense, especially in like high school, everyone has their cliques and their groups and you don't want to be alone. And I get that. Mm -hmm. I probably would stay in it if I was like in school and in those situations because you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be an outsider. So I get that. But having the distinction in your head, like knowing what's good for you, I think is important because you will have a chance to go out into the world and make a difference and meet new people. Keeping that in your mind, like knowing these people, like we're friends now, but they're not my long term friends. They're not my future. I'm going to go out. I'm going to meet better people. Yeah. So yeah. do what you have to do in the moment, I guess, but just kind of know what you want. Yeah, that's really good advice. I like that a lot. It's very realistic advice that, you know, you might be with those people for a little bit, but as long as you're aware and not allowing, I feel like the awareness is so much of it yeah. because if you're aware of it, you can be like, oh, shit, don't want to suck in that negative energy mm-hmm. and right, like being on the lookout for new people, making an effort to kind of shift them out and shift some new people into your life. You recently took a trip to Vegas by yourself. Is that correct? Yes. And I was watching your video about it, and you said that it helped you learn a whole bunch about yourself, right? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like, what was your mindset difference from before you took the solo trip to after? I've always, I love traveling. And my friends and stuff, they can never get off work. And with school and stuff, it's hard to find a time we can all go together. So I was like, you know what? Like, I want to go. I'm nervous. I'm scared to go, which is exactly why I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Because I have a big anxiety. I don't like talking to new people. It really scares me sometimes. I'm like an extrovert mm-hmm. around, like, my friends and stuff if I'm comfortable with you. But new people, I'm so introverted and awkward, and it scares me. me. Yeah. So I wanted to put myself in a situation where I was forced to go meet new people and talk to new people, which is what I did. I went to Vegas. I was acting very extroverted. I met a lot of new people that I absolutely love. And that like made me like become more okay with talking to new people. I challenged myself with my anxiety, which I was trying to do. I went out. um, I've never eaten alone by myself before. I've always Uh been really scared to do that. I did that in Vegas. I forced myself to do it. Cool. I don't know why I always thought like everybody would look at me and be like this weirdo. I had the same fear for some reason. I right. And nobody, nobody, nobody's even looking at you. And it's so empowering to be able to go out to eat by yourself. I don't know why, but I like it a lot too. I feel like when I went to Vegas, though, I was very like nervous. I was very a lot more anxious than I am right now. Mm -hmm. I was very much scared to talk to people and scared to put myself out there. But after I went, I was forced to put myself out there because I was either going to sit in my hotel room alone the entire trip or I was going to go put myself out there. And I did. And it was great. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like way more confident to go do that in other situations, too, just to be myself and put myself out there. I'm going to Chicago next week. I'm going to do the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm putting myself in these situations to grow and to just improve myself. That's awesome. That's so incredible. I think that, you know, obviously you're valid in your fear of putting yourself in the new situations because I think it is a little bit different than putting yourself out there in situations more close to home because you do have to think about the safety parts of it and, like, just, like, not even, like, that – 
totally the safety parts because like obviously yes that's a piece of it but just like having to navigate somewhere new and figure out where to go and not want to talk to the wrong people or do the wrong things and so I think that like it's definitely valid to feel the fear but obviously bulldoze through that and I think that's so impressive that's so cool so we'll finish up I want to play a little game with you. Okay. I just started doing this with the people I interview, so you probably haven't heard it on the podcast yet. So I'm excited <laughs> because that means that you won't have any oh idea of what my questions are. <laughs> okay, so we're calling it kind of toxic, kind of well, and we're going to go through just kind of like a little speed round of questions. Okay. Okay. What or who are you jealous of? People that do not care what anybody thinks about them. Mm-hmm. They can just be unapologetically themselves mm-hmm. and not care. Yes. When is the last time you people pleased instead of doing or saying what you really wanted? Today at Starbucks, the guy <laughs> handed me my drink, and he had to put ice in it. He didn't put ice in it for some reason. It was a water. He had his hand all over the top of the <gasps> lid where my mouth would go. No. And in my head, I was like, I want to ask for a new cup, like a new lid, but I didn't want to be awkward and like offend him and think his hands were dirty, so I literally took it and drank it with his nasty hand cup. No, as if like that is like... Right. I would be like 100% the same way. Like, yeah. why not just be like, hey, can I get a new lid, a new cup? No? I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> when are you selfish? I think I'm selfish a lot, actually. It's something that I've worked on because cool. putting yourself first, you need to focus on yourself. So, like, let's say my friends want to go out and mentally I just feel drained. Being able to say, like, hey, I need time to myself. I need to stay at home and not really feel bad for leaving them out or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's important. And that's awesome that you are honest and tell them that instead of just being like beating around the bush, telling a lie, whatever. I do sometimes, but. What are you going to do? You're a person. But but I think being able to say like, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling it. That's so cool. And that's a good testament to you having good friends. Yes, because they understand. (laughs) What do you find yourself being negative or overthinking about? I feel like I've said it a thousand times, but just what people think about me, mm-hmm. like, I just can't help it. Yeah. What are you picky about? The people in my life. Mm-hmm. I want good people that uplift me and that I really enjoy being around. I don't want to be around people who I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here, you know? Like, I don't want to put myself in situations where I'm not truly happy with people. Yeah, for sure. What makes you quick to get angry? People not understanding me. Fair. If I try to convey something and they don't get it, it just, or they don't truly get me, it just bothers me. Mm-hmm. I hear you. What is something you have no empathy for? People that complain about their situation but don't do anything to make it better. So if you're complaining about being upset all the time but you're doing nothing to help change the situation, I don't like that. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Very much agree. With all of your experience and all of your knowledge, what do you think is the most important self-improvement thing that somebody could learn? For me personally, my biggest thing is it's always going to get better. Like, being optimistic and knowing whatever your situation is right now, it's not going to stay like that. I feel like a lot of people, they get really depressed because they feel like it's going to be like this forever, but Mm -hmm. it's not. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be stuck in that situation forever. Do things to help get yourself out of it. Be positive, but know it will get better, whatever you're going through. Cool. Sweet. Where can people find you? Instagram, rain underscore Clements. TikTok, rain Clements. YouTube, rain Clements. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And I'll link them all in the description below (laughs) so you can get that as well. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you so thank much you for being so here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. This thank you so for fun. being a listener. Oh. Good. I'm so glad we'll have to I'm do like it I'm like fan again. growing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs>